4.45 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We continue our conversation with City Councilor Pat Starr from the Northeast District of Sioux Falls. And we were talking about the event center and the closed settlement and, and all that. A related issue that has sort of come up out of this is the RFP process, which is the request for proposals when the city has uh, a deal they want done. Um, and they put it out. They say, this is the deal. Tell us what you would do for us. The latest one is the uh, whole development at uh, basically like second and Phillips, Phillips to the Falls. Um, that land sat there for a long time because the, the recession hit. Everything kind of went dark for a while. Come back, try it again. But it brings up the fact that this process is pretty closed and uh, that uh, occasionally there are city councilors who sit on the committee who goes through the process and looks at the proposals and then makes a decision. Is that the proper role of a city councilor? Well, I've gone back and forth on this like a good politician. I probably flip-flopped a couple of times by the time we're done because I think it's good because we have to approve that process. And if we have one of the other counselors that have been part of the process, I can call Counselor Erickson and say, or Counselor Selberg's on the golf mm -hmm. RFP proposal uh, um, by the time we're done. So we get a chance to talk back and forth and I can say a little bit separate from the administration, here was the process. You know, and I can ask some questions and mm -hmm. I can be assured that it's, it's good. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, then their mind's made up because they have to go along with the decision they made when they helped select if they're part of the, part right. of the scoring process. I think what we need to do is come up with a procedure because there are some departments that are more accepting of the council being involved in the process. Should it be one counselor? Should it be two? Right. Where should it be? There's no prescription for how whether a counselor should be on it or how many. or It's just kind of an informal process. You get asked to be on this RFP. So it becomes kind of a, a, a piece of a political um, candy to be passed around by the administration, right? You want to be on this? Huh? Huh? Yeah, you want to be you, on this? Yep. Don't ask too many tough questions either if you're going to be part of this or you won't be asked to be the next one. Or as I joke with my friends, you don't get invited to the pretty lunches if you ask too many questions that are uncomfortable. Have you ever been asked to be on one? Um, I have not at this point. You I've been asked to be on other things and other subcommittees. I'm on five boards that, uh, on behalf of the council, as a liaison. So um, it's added, uh, you know, a lot more to the job than just showing up for meetings at four o'clock and seven o'clock. But you also aren't necessarily informed that a counselor is on that RFP committee, are you? Um, or that the opportunity is there, right? You know, and like I said, the, back to the same thing. The charter requires the council to set policy. The administration carries out that policy. This is a place where we're lacking a good policy, and we need to probably, as a group, come up with a good way of saying, you know, whether it's taking turns, whether it's something you're more interested in, because there's some long meetings and some things that happen. The thing you have to remember about cities bid things, mm -hmm. so the low bidder gets the contract. Right. With the RFP process, it's professional services or it's something that's outside the norm. So the low bidder doesn't necessarily get the contract. So there's a lot of subjectivity to it. And there's the a scoring process. Right. I'm not trying to say right. that it's... But there, it, there is subjectivity involved. That's why you have several different people. They, Christine Erickson was here yesterday talking about that process. And the process itself seems fine. But just the notion of the, 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 the uh, proposals are all seek are closed secret nobody else gets to see them except the people on the committee which is that's basically state law 
I mean, there's no change. Uh, no, there are. When you look at what the school district does and what the state does on some, I know I looked at one not too long ago that the school, the Sioux Falls school district did, and it said, we'll do our best to protect trade secrets. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of more of a, again, a CYA thing. Mm-hmm. We're not guaranteeing that this will all stay private. And so there are opportunities, and if you can mark part of your proposal that, hey, this is a proprietary system or a business practice that we're smarter than anybody else in our industry, so we only have that part of it, you can exclude some of that from the public. But I should be able to see all 10 proposals of a, a project or five or whatever the number is for me to make up my mind because as a city councilor it is a part-time job but at the same time the bottom line you're asking me to approve this on behalf of the citizens and if i only have the one final proposal how do i know we have a parking ramp issue coming up mm-hmm. that's going to be a big deal a golf thing is mm-hmm. going to be really uh, uh an important thing to the community and you're only giving me the final contract and you're saying bureaucrats in the administration get to see all of these things but i don't as an elected representative the people of sioux falls then that's a problem there could be changes to the system is what you're saying i could see a draft ordinance coming forward in, in a, a short amount of time got it uh, a couple quick issues that i also want to hit on uh, the mayor, uh, the administration changed the uh, policy on red turn on red, right turn on reds at 10th and 11th of Minnesota, brought up some bigger issues. Did you or do you support uh, allowing changing that system to allow right turn on red when pedestrians are not present? It's difficult. That's a troublesome intersection that people have lost their lives in. And I just I, I struggle with it. I it's an administrative part. You know, I keep talking about the difference between what our role is as a council and what our role is, or, you know, the administration's role is in the policy. And that's more of an administrative thing. But at the same time, it's a dangerous intersection that I think is wrong. I've learned a lot about the process. I know I look to the left and when I'm making that right turn on red and I'm not looking in the intersection and people pop up rather quickly. And I've seen some video over just a short amount of time. And mm-hmm. I've spent some time sitting in the parking lot at Marlins watching that corner mm-hmm. too, and it's scary. Well, I spent a lot of years watching that corner, so I know yeah. that how scary it is. The uh, um, We're going to come right back, and uh, in our last little time here, i got one more question for you. So this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. You keep putting.